Stephanie Martinez Rivera, and you are listening to the Joy Found Here podcast. I am obsessed with reminding my fellow mamas, queens, badass babes, ladies and girls that perfection is just a word, not a lifestyle. Multitasking is overrated. Comparison is a theft of happiness. And yes, you can put yourself first. Oh, and by the way, for optimum results, you should. I'm a New York girl from a small town, part-time badass, proud mama bear times three. I've seen 60 full turns of the sun. I've learned the importance of how kindness begins with you and your self-talk. Join us each week as we help you navigate both the messy and the magical season of this crazy ride called life. Real stories that remind us to reclaim your power. The sun does come out after the shitstorm. A good cry can be cleansing and... We really don't know who sits on top of the mountain of judgment. Sit back, plug in, fill up your cup. This is your time. Remember, you've always had the power. Welcome to Joy Found Here. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Joy Found Here podcast. I'm so excited about this guest today. She is an author. I got her book, and we're going to talk about a thousand things, including the book and what all of the inspirational messages that the book is going to deliver. But first, let me tell you about Michelle Sammons. She is an inspirational author, spiritual teacher, and highly attuned guide who works with clients worldwide, helping them transform their lives through divine guidance. I say, I want to just stay with me because I know I am so into divine guidance. I am into intuitive. Some people don't stay on the ride. It's going to be worth it in the end. I'm telling you, just keep that seatbelt buckled because you will never know what you're going to hear. So with that, she is also an empath and intuitive. And she really... What I love is, and classic to to this podcast, the joyful approach. It is a passionate, she is passionate about working with spirit to uplift others while spreading love and joy along the way. Oh, also, she has a chocolate lab. I had two, and now I've got a, a yellow. So a fellow lab mom, I welcome Michelle. Thank you so much for joining us. No, thank you so much for having me. I'm delighted to be here. So uh, we always start with, tell us about you, anywhere you want to start. Bring us up to date. What do we need to know? Yeah. So for all of the folks out there that, you know, are are a little skeptical about our conversation today, I just want to say I totally get that because um, I, my path to um, where I am today was kind of a windy one. It didn't necessarily start as I wasn't one of those kids growing up that knew I was intuitive. So I didn't see ghosts at the end of my bed or have angels surrounding me. There are some folks out there like that that have always really in tune. But I had a very typical, I should say, upbringing. And, you know, when I was about in my mid 30s, is when, and I'm sure many of your listeners can relate to this. 
you know, I kind of just got to this point where I had this wonderful, beautiful life. I had a great husband and, you know, I loved my, my job. I, you know, had a good family. We took fun vacations, all the stuff that people like and want, but I, but something was missing. And so it really propelled me on this internal search, what was missing and, and it was, a, and it kind of started my seeking. And so my path was very windy. I, I started off with meditation back, you know, 10, 15 years ago when it was not the thing to do in my, in my area. I live in the deep South. And so my friend and I would sneak into meditation class. And just yoga studio. So it was just too weird to tell anybody about. In disguise uh, at night under a hat. Yes, exactly. In disguise, you know, so... So yeah, so I totally get all those folks who are skeptical out there because I was very analytical and logical. But what I want to say to them is everybody is intuitive. Everybody is tapped into source energy. Everybody has guidance. Everybody has what I like to call your vibe tribe. Some people call your spirit guides. Everybody has that available to them. Vibe tribe. Love, love, love. Yeah. Go on. I'm sorry. Yes, yes, I just want to welcome all folks <laughs> because I totally get it because I used to be you. So, but as you start to open and explore and your own res- readiness and your soul's readiness, things can kind of take you on a different journey than you had expected in the beginning. So just um, allow your, you know, your heart to be open and your ears to be open and, and see what happens for you today. So you started with, I'll say with meditation, but you also probably started, as you said, seeking, searching, and then did one form or another of self-development really speak to you? Was it a certain book? Was it a certain practice? Yeah. So how it happened for me, and let me preface it by saying everybody's different, right? And everybody has a different flavor of their path. And so there's no right or wrong. Um, But my path, what happened was meditation has been key to my journey because when I started meditating, not only did I find peace and calm, that kind of relaxed awareness, I started experiencing energy. So see things, energy within my body. I would know things. I had known things for a long time without without giving it credit to my intuition, like I could, you know, go in and read a room. Coincidence. Yes. So, but meditation was, is, and still is a big part of it for me. I, you know, I meditate twice a day when I sit before I uh, meet with a client. That's one thing I do is meditate to get myself kind of in that intuitive zone. So that's a big part of it for me. So that was, you know, spirit knows exactly what you're ready for and the path of least resistance to get you there. So you know, having a meditation um, class that I just happened to come across was a huge part of my journey. But I did lots of things. So I did, you know, what people call the rebirthing. And I did, I went to see a shaman and I had readings and I became a life coach. And all of that is, were pieces of my journey that helped kind of um, guide me to what I am today and and where I am today. So you know, a lot of folks will, when they come to me, they're like, I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing. And, and I try this and I don't try that. And then I like this, but I don't like that. Or they feel like they're kind of in starts and stops. And that's sometimes part of our journey. Very few of us have like the straight linear shot from A to B. 
you know, so when we make peace with that and knowing that we're being called and led and our interest and our curiosity is a big part of that, then we kind of relax into how the path is going to unfold. And and it's funny because you started with yours was a windy path of which, quite honestly, that is life. You know, I do you know anyone that went really from point A to point B on the straight line without a speed bump to throw them a little off course? Or, wow, that curve really took me over the cliff, and now that's life. Yeah, so what I have found is people's soul's journey are different. So there are the folks out there that go from A to B. They're rare. You know, they're the people that come out and they know they're going to be Beyonce or they know they want to be president. Like, And they're very clear. And that is part of their soul's journey. It's more of a directive path. It's a, it's a focused path. It's a, an energetic. Sometimes it feels driven almost to folks. And that can be people's experience. There's a lot of folks out there, though, that are more like myself that have these winding paths. They have circular paths in their souls where they tend to repeat things. And it's not that they're repeating them in the same fashion. They're understanding things at a deeper and deeper level every time they're repeating the cycle. There's, you know, kind of these zigzaggy souls journey. So it's, there's, there's many ways someone can experience life and um, and how it unfolds. And when you just kind of settle into your own rhythm with that and make your personal rhythm okay, it makes it a whole lot easier to digest. So it sounds, what I'm hearing is, and I'm a big proponent, A, give yourself some grace, cut yourself some slack. And a lot of that comes also when you allow, you need quiet. We need to, and people, uh, I'm a meditator as well, but even if it's, uh, you know, I have an hour long commute to my work four days a week, either direct. So that's my quiet time. I don't meditate while I'm driving. Thank you. Um, but that <laughs> is for everybody. <laughs> yeah, let's, let's, let's practice some safety, but it's a time where either A, I'm listening to podcasts or an audible or um, just sitting in silence. Yes, I'm in traffic. Yes, I'm aware. But that's when so much becomes clear. Like when you can just make a little room for maybe the answers to come. Now, sometimes, and I've just been guilty of this this past week or so or month or whatever, there's so much going on. And, and if I don't give it space, if I don't, if I don't journal just to kind of data dump and kind of flush the noise out, it then starts imploding out of my ears. It starts to build and clearly doesn't serve, didn't serve me, but had the grace of a very good friend who a little intuitive, came to me and said, what's happening here? Because I was giving her a headache. The amount of noise in my head was giving her a headache. And I knew exactly what she meant. And I said, you're right. You're right. You know, I said, it's it's work. It's home. It's the wedding. Uh, and she's like, okay, you know, just flush some of it out. 
and look at it this way and look at it that way. And it was just such a gift that I was just like, okay, I usually say those words to other people, but thank you. Thank you. I needed to hear it a thousand pounds lighter. Everything worked out that I had been resisting and it's a better day. So what I hear you saying is, is something that I've noticed in myself and in a lot of folks I've worked with is that we crave space. So how I find my space to allow the energy, the answers, spirit to come through is through quiet. So I, I relish silence. So that's why I'm drawn to meditation. Now, some folks can't sit for a formal meditation, so they need something more like swimming or running or walking, anything that's kind of repetitive in nature helps to kind of nourish that same silence. There are days that I even notice that, you know, if I just stare out the window for a few minutes, just there's something about that that calms my, that calms my human aspect of myself. And so that's more of my soul part of me can kind of fill up my beingness. So that space and what you're alluding to with your friend and, and the mind dump and getting things and people will say, I'm getting it off my chest when they vent and all that kind of stuff is it's you're creating space. So you've, you've held your, your problems or your circumstances or your experience so close to you that you can't see around them. So again, what you're craving is space and that space can come through, you know, like a stream of consciousness journal journaling where you just kind of put everything on paper because what's that's doing is getting all those thoughts out of your head onto onto a piece of paper in creating space or or you know when someone vents to a friend not a huge proponent of that because then you you're you're weighing them down with your stuff to you but but that creates space so that's kind of what you're um what you're talking about and what most people are wanting is is this Space enough in in our lives in order to to remember the wholeness of who we are and have that experience also be a part of it. I've been using this word about not entangling with things, and, you know, and sometimes that's easier to do than with others, right? So you know, some subjects are super easy. We can like see someone else's problem or see the traffic jam or see our own stuff and 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 literally say, oh, I see that, but I'm not going to entangle with that. And that energetically creates space. You know, in some things we've grappled with longer and so it triggers us faster and we don't quite get, you know, our space before we're in the mix of it. You're not prepared. It's that knee-jerk reaction. Yeah. Of, and it happens to all of us. Yeah, we all have yeah. triggers and we all have little hot spots that we're still, you know, doing our best to create that space. But yeah, so so I've been framing it up lately is that's been very helpful to me to say, I don't want to entangle with this. This is is either not mine or this problem knows how to solve itself. I don't really have to do anything with this. And that helps to kind of create enough space to breathe again and be again. Yeah. Yeah. And, and the fact that, again, go back to, you took the time or a moment to decide. And I like your word. I always say, am I going to engage? Am I going to engage? Or will this be duly noted? Uh Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah. yeah, yeah, just uh, let's let's just let's step over here, let this one work itself out because you know, not my monkeys, not my circus, right? I love that. Yes, exactly. there's many, many more where those came from because I've got many more of them. So, I want to talk about the little book 
of big knowing. Love, love, love. This is tiny bursts of insight to wake up your soul. The Amazon link is obviously going to be in the show notes. Uh, This is a, it's a great way to start your day. It's a great little, I want to say, indicator. If I'm just, when I get a little flustered, when I get a little, why am I, let me, and when I take space, when I just take a moment to be like, all right, Stephanie, take a breath. Let me open this book and let's just really see what's happening here. I want you to talk about the book and how it came about, but I want to start because I opened the book before we started. And if it's okay, if I could read a piece on page 48, it says, how free do you want to be? Freedom, true freedom is loving everything and anything despite its appearances. This includes you. Such a powerful sentence and so true. To be free, you must find a way to love yourself. Love yourself first and allow that love to overflow into every thought, every decision, and every act. So funny thing, I always say why one of the reasons I started this podcast is, you know, to remind women that, and I don't want to exclude men because we're people, but you have to make sure you're at a hundred percent. You have to make sure your cup is full before you can give anything to anybody. They, you know, I always say you're going to get what I, my overflow. You're not going to get what's in my cup. You're going to get my overflow because I need to be full. And it's just really interesting that that's the page I turn to. Well, so that is one of the things that we're remembering about ourselves is that, you know, we are, this essence that we are is love. And so anytime we are not that, we are less than our whole self. And so, you know, and I get it, don't get me wrong. So I'm not one that, you know, we're going to move on that continuum. And that feeling of love is sometimes going to feel like excitement and exuberance and happiness and joy. And sometimes that continuum of love is going to feel like peace and calm and acceptance and of just where we are. Like that that's the love we need. And then sometimes we're going to even slip from that, you know, because that's part of life and then kind of regaining our footing. So I try to be easy with myself about that. But it's hugely important for all of us to remember to love ourselves because we're so easy at loving other people and we're so good at giving to others, you know, especially someone who's listening to a podcast like this, that that's what they do. That's, you know, they're good at nurturing, they're good at giving, they're good at loving others, but we just forget to, to turn that love beam on ourselves And so without that, you will just become depleted so much faster. And when you begin to give from that point, it feels, it starts to feel like resentment. I was going to say it it truly, it it doesn't start. It is resentment. It absolutely, you know. You don't have to give anymore. Correct. Yes. So it's, it's very important to do. And we forget part of, 
part of loving ourselves is really listening to ourselves. And part of honoring ourselves is, is honoring our wants and desires. So we tend to, to put them on the back burner or we tend to be like put someone else first before we get to what we truly want, what we truly desire. And I've made this part of my like daily practice and of like, what do I want now? What do I want now? What do I want now? Because when you're following that and you're not listening to someone else's opinions or someone else's advice or when, you know, or what someone else wants you to do or their demands, when you're really kind of following that, then you're following the breadcrumbs of your soul because your soul wants you to feel good. Your soul is leading you to joy. Your soul is leading you to set the, you know, satisfaction and contentment in a, in a fulfilled life. And so when you're following those desires and you make them okay, that's going to really allow you to have this, when you look back at this full, long, satisfied life that we all truly want, you know, so, but it's giving yourself permission to do that all along the way. That is one of the best things I've ever heard and beautifully surmised that way it is. And, and again, easy, broken down, if a, breadcrumbs, think about what that is. No one is saying, okay, happy all the time, 24 seven, even, you know, you're walking through a shit show. It doesn't, no, I'm happy. Don't worry. Oh, I've got hail in my eye. No, it's not saying that. It's breadcrumbs. Yes. And it's just right now, it's coming back. When you check in with yourself about what you truly want in this minute or in or what your desire is right now, you're bringing yourself back to the present moment in a way that you're kind of just reconnecting with yourself. You're reconnecting with your broader perspective and saying, okay, what now? What now? What now? And so it doesn't let you get carried away with someone else's momentum or, or their trajectory. You, you, it's a constant, continuous checking in with self and making sure that, that self is satisfied and self is doing okay. And, and then going from there. Yeah. And it also sounds, I love the way you framed it that way, because when you do it from that perspective, it eliminates the ability to write the what if story before it happens. Well, if I do it this way, then this is going to happen. And I know that then that's going to, and I just know that, and nothing's happened, but you've written it as such. Yeah. So, cause you're kind of getting, getting out ahead of it. Right. So the what ifs is like, you're, you're out there trying to control the future of, of all the different outcomes that are, could happen. And so, so as, as a guide, you know, one of the things is we see possibilities and potentials, right. But they're in energy form. So they're not solidified. Right. So if you keep asking yourself in the present moment, the next thing, the next thing, the next thing, what do I want to do next? What do I want to be next? How do I want to feel next? If you kind of keep that in the forefront of your attention, then the, the best possible outcome starts to solidify because you're in that vibration. So as we step forward on our path, and I say that in air quotes, you know, as we step forward on our path, the path rearranges. So everyone's always asking me, what's my path? What's my path? Well, your path rearranges every time you make a step. And so if you just trust yourself to take the step, then the path will come up to meet you. 
and it will start to form as you start to, it's, you know, it's a co-creative experience, right? So that's how the journey starts. And you just check in with self, trust yourself. We're always, I'm always trying to work my trust muscle, right? Of trusting myself. And not letting that that self-doubt come in, that what-ifness come in, or am I making the right decision come in? Because then that splits your energy. You become less powerful that way. So you can call your preventing going in one direction when you're checking in with self and, and following your desires. And when you start to doubt or what if, then you're splitting your own energy. And that's when it gets confusing. I like that. That does. And so with what now, and as you're taking that first step with trust incorporated in there is going to be obviously some faith and belief of, you know, when you, the first step in the dark is always the hardest because you can't see. And then you just got to be like, okay, but when you stay so present, I love that in what now, what now, what now? So yeah, that first step into the unknown it's so funny. Humans so do not like the unknown because we like to, to control, right? So Correct. Correct. Peace with the unknown and not see it as a scary thing. So that's a belief that the unknown is scary. And Correct. so if we make peace with the unknown and see the unknown is full of surprises and delights and potential and possibility, if we start to frame that in our own brain, it takes yeah, it's a different vibration. It takes the fear out of it. So, and then it makes it easier to trust ourselves. So that's a deep-seated belief a lot of folks have that the unknown is a scary place. And that comes from our, our analytical part of ourselves, our logical part of ourselves that wants to know how to get us from point A to point B. It's the how part of ourselves. It's part of that part of us. But when we come back into the present moment, that's a whole different that's the intuitive part of us that trusts the bigger picture that understands that everything is really happening right now that, you know, everywhere else in dimensions, there's not this time space reality that we have. So if we can just come back to the right now, it settles us because that's all there truly is. And it takes us out of that fear. Love, love, love. So you have, this knowledge in your paths and in your journey. And then what made you decide to share it, to write it down, to publish it? Talk to me. Well, so the reason I wrote the book is a long time I've had felt like I had a book in me. So it was, so when I talked to folks about like the potentials and possibilities, like I could feel that potential and possibility. Like I knew that that was going to happen but I, I would be like, well, I don't know what I'm going to write about. Like, I'd be like, well, I know, I know. And so, and I, and like, you know, probably many of your listeners that know that this is something is a possibility for them, but how to make that happen. You got to just relax about the how, because, and it's, I know it's easier said than done because I had to learn to relax about that how. And then it was, it was funny. Um, a company that helps people publish books dropped an email into my, um, email randomly. I, I had obviously gotten the very last 
email from them. Like it was like their final email, like this is what we're offering. And I had this, and it, it was not in my in, in my mailbox, these other emails they had been sending. And it was so strange. As soon as I got that email, I also knew exactly what I was supposed to write about, you know, that that people needed almost nuggets of knowledge and wisdom in order to kind of incorporate in a easy digestible way into lives. And so, and the book was very much written how I suggest people read it in short burst. So I would sit in meditation. I would get all of this information that kind of wanted to come through. I would write it as fast as I could type it as fast as I could. And then the energy would fall off almost like a wave and I'd be done. And then the next, you know, inspiration or insight would come and I would write it as fast as I could. And then the energy would fall off like a wave. And I just began to trust that process that it would come again and that I would write again like that and then peter off. And that's just how it happened for me. So that's how I suggest people read the book is you don't have to read it from cover to cover, you know, pick it up, allow your intuition to be a part of it, turn to the part of the book that is speaking to you that day, read what's there, read a page or two, and then put it down and and walk away and let it kind of just integrate into your system and let it kind of wiggle your belief systems and, and see what's there for you. That's definitely how I've been doing it. And like I say, every morning as part of my routine, I do just say, okay, let me open it up and that was that was this morning's entry, and I share a lot of um, my Facebook postings. A lot of what I read, uh, if it's a great quote, if it's a great little verse that I know it helps me, and I want it to help other people. So I'll either take a picture of it and and send it off. And you don't realize how many people appreciate that and you know that the comments that might not be written in the facebook part of it but through life well, you know someone will say i love your little tidbits that you that you always put up there and i'm happy but you know it it spoke to me that day so maybe it needs to speak to someone so i love the way that the whole book is is designed how long did this take you um before I answer that, I just want to let you know, I love that you're following your intuition about that because that's exactly what you're doing is you're getting a nudge to share, you know, a, a quote from my book or someone else's or what you glean that day. And that intuition is, is coming from the broader part of you that is knows that someone else is asking for it. And you're the easiest way for them to receive that nudge that day. So that's how all of this works. So intuition isn't always, you know, people expect bells and whistles and burning bushes in the backyard. And that's, there are these gentle kind of nudges there. It's almost like a whisper or a gentle breeze that comes through your your atmosphere that is nudging you. So I, I just love that you're listening and following that and tuned into that because that's exactly how it works. That's nice to know. I have never even thought of that ever. I, but now, wow. Okay. Yeah, yeah that's what it is. Gonna, gonna, gonna uh, stretch so, that muscle. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> gonna work on that. Yeah. So when you get those little, those little ideas, yeah, follow up on them. And that's, that's a great way to practice intuition for anyone out there who is wondering how they receive information because everybody receives it differently, but it's practice it, you know, get a little hit and, and see 
and follow it and see how that plays out because that's going to get you to trust that. And it's going to get you um, also to recognize when it happens earlier too. So because sometimes I can still be stubborn, you know, and they'll have to tell me like three or four times before it enters my waking consciousness. Oh, wait, you want me to do that? Oh, okay. I'm, I'm with you. So um, yeah, just, it's a great way to practice it. That's lovely you do that. And signs, staying on that for a minute. I'm a big believer in signs and recognizing them because there are no such things as coincidences and we can rationalize it all away. Oh, yes, we can. But at the end of the day, you know, we're not in charge here. We're not. Yes. Yeah, so it's, so what I like to say to people when they're asking about like, kind of how to tune into their own intuition. Signs are a big one. A lot of folks will, um, if something kind of stops you in your track or if something kind of gets your attention, it's almost like I, I associated, it's almost like if you were in a silent room and someone rang a bell and you paid attention, that's what a sign is. So it's going to kind of get your attention. And our job is then is to not dismiss it because intuition is easy to dismiss, you know, Spirit is going to be respectful of your free will and not going to, you know, they're not going to shake you and make you wake up. They're going to keep sending you things, keep sending you things in a way that they are thinking you might be open to it. So signs are, are kind of going to, you don't have to go look for them. They're going to, they're going to grab your attention. And then anything else, you know, people get intuition a lot of different ways. So some people know stuff, some people feel stuff, some people see colors or, so just start to pay attention to how things pop up for you and play with that, you know, make it into something fun and then and follow it out and see what happens. So that's a great way for people to play with their own intuitive skills because everybody's intuitive. Everybody, we call it, we call lots of different things, you know, gut instinct or, you know, a stockbroker followed his hunch or mother's intuition or we call it lots of different things and try to downplay it, but we all, all of us have it because it, what it is in its truest form is communication from your soul. So that intuition is communication and in our souls are constantly communicating with us. It's, it's because they, it is us and we are it. So it's just, are we listening? Are we listening? Wow. Okay. That was, that was so good. It was so good. So you wrote the book. I just love the story that the email happens in your the last chance type thing, but you always knew you had a book in you. Similar story. I've been saying for probably at least three years that I wanted to do a podcast. I listen to them all the time. I find them so interesting, so entertaining. And especially then during COVID, during lockdown, everybody was getting podcasts. And my kids, I think, A, got tired of me saying, I'm going to do a podcast. And, you know, my son especially, like, bought me some headphones and the microphone and said, well, that's for your podcast. I'm like, oh, yeah, okay, that. One of my mastermind groups, we talked about it. And when we were Zooming during lockdown, I'm like, yep, uh-huh, I've got all my topics. I know exactly what I'm going to talk about. And then someone like kind of threw down a challenge. And I'm like, okay, uh-huh, yep, I'm going to do it. And it wasn't until the, and, and I didn't know how, 
but I knew I was. I thought may I didn't know that you have to do the things you do to to get it. But I found a random night on one a Facebook ad comes up and it's the podcast accelerator class and it's eight weeks and it's this, it's that. I'm like, huh, let me let me listen to the call. Let me, let me. Of course, I was signed up before the call was over because I'm like, well, I can do it. I'm I'm good for a deadline. Or so I thought. They were very hard deadlines. I don't like deadlines at the end of the day, but I did it. And we published, we went live. Uh, we didn't go live. We we dropped our episodes at the end of April, just as it said it would. And I cannot believe what I wasn't expecting was how much fun I'm having. This is, I just never thought, I just love I love meeting new people, just learning, and I'm such, uh, life is, uh, I'm a constant seeker, and this is really filling my cup even more. Oh, that's wonderful. So that's when you just know that you are on your path, if you will. So you are, because it feels so good to be there. So when you're happy in the meantime, you know, and granted, I'm not saying there aren't frustrating moments where you can't get something to work properly or something, whatever. But when you're happy in the meantime, and you don't really know where the journey's going, but you're just, you know, this is good. And this is good. And I like that. I'm curious about this. Where is this going to lead? And, you know, that's when you know you're in the flow. And that's when life gets really exciting. So for me, like having these kind of soulful conversations with like-minded folks like yourself, that's my jam, you know? So that's what I love to do in, in nudging people in, in gentle ways. Like that's what I like. So, and when you're happy in the meantime, happy in the meantime, more of that is going to come to you because you're in that vibration. You're just being there. So yeah, that's lovely. I'm bravo to you. No, bravo to you. Uh, again, the, the book, the, so tell us more about your client's who you serve, what, talk to me about everything. Oh gosh. Well, I work with people all across the globe. Okay. <laughs> all right. That um, is fun. Yeah. So usually folks come to me for, well, a couple of reasons. They're seeking and they have tried a whole bunch of different stuff and they're like, now what? You know, like, like you know, they've gleaned different information from different places, but now what do I do with it? And so... That's usually when someone's been searching outside of themselves and they're ready to turn it inside because every answer that you're looking for lives within you. And so so it's already there because you're already whole. And when you start to um, encourage that and, and know that and live from that place, that's when your life becomes just rich and full in so many ways. And so a lot of folks that, Um, I work with are ready for that. They're ready for that experience. And they're ready to live at a, the word I want to use is higher, but that's that's not appropriate. To live at a a broader, more expanded level of consciousness where um, they're they're moving from like a a consciousness that is um, just in a dense kind of 3D physical format into where they're more open and more open to experience the energy within it, the vibrations within it, the frequencies within it, to see all of that also. 
So that's that's the folks that I serve best. Yeah, a learning process to say the least. There is because usually people will come baggage and tow of everything that obviously what we've been told, what we've learned, what we've decided was true because someone said it. And then how do you reframe those tattoos that can wash off? Yeah. So when I look at someone, their beliefs look like structures to me. So imagine if you were building kind of a building or a house around you and you're using your, your beliefs almost as like the building materials. And so what happens is, you know, those beliefs are yours. So you get only the person gets to decide what they're ready to give up or not. You know, there is no right or wrong in that because you are a powerful being and you get to choose how you want to live this experience. So what I do when I work with clients is I notice what beliefs are ready to wiggle, almost like a loose tooth in a, in a kid who's ready to lose a tooth. So what beliefs and paradigms are just ready to wiggle and, and what they're ready to maybe think about differently. And so I usually present that in a format so that someone can see that a little more clearly and then decide whether they want to keep it or not, because that's real important to know that you get to choose whether you keep that or not. No one's making you do something. You can, you have the right to choose. And so when you know that, that gives you a lot of freedom in your spiritual journey. You know, you're not having to figure something out. You're not having to do it a certain way. You get to go at your own pace and, and do it, you know, the way you want to do it. And I think that's really important for people to hear. It doesn't have to be our spiritual journeys, you know, and a lot of what people hear, like the big awakenings and the big, you know, it feels like struggle and their lives fell apart and, you know, everything. And then the glimmer of light came through. Yeah. Yeah, And that scares folks. They're like, my life's not so bad. You know, like that can really scare folks. And then it makes them just not even want to go down that path. So, but y'all, it can be gentle. It can be more lighthearted than we let it be. It can be a softer journey. It doesn't have to be full of struggle and effort. We can let go of these things a little more easily, a little, a um, little more effortlessly. So that's what I like to encourage. You, it can be gentle. It does not have to be this big horrific, you know, tornado coming through and, and blowing the house down. I love the analogy and and the visual used, but more importantly, it is the choice. We all have it, and we all get to choose whether we want to remember our bigger selves this time around, if we want to do it another time, if we never want to do it. And different folks are not all here to remember. Some folks, their souls have chosen to be just physical this time around. They're not here to remember. They're not here to play that role. So there's, it's all good. It's all good. And if we just accept what our heart's desire is, follow that, follow that, follow that. What now, what now, what now? I love, love that. Michelle, thank you, thank you, thank you so much. Where will everyone find you? On social, on Amazon, talk to me. The best place to find me, and if you're interested in my work, is to go to my website, which is michellesalmons.com. I encourage folks to join my newsletter because I do lots of fun, free things like spiritual pep talks and videos, and I offer you know spiritual conversations every couple months. So it's a fun way to get 
to play in a group of like-minded folks and explore in an easy way. But I'm also on all the social stuff, so the Instagram and Facebook and Twitter and all those good things. And then, of course, Amazon, where you can find my book. And I have a new book coming out within the next month, so that should be. Do we have the name of that book and any pre-order yet, or where are we in the pro? No pre-order yet. The name of the book is called The Intuitive Companion. So it's a it's a book that is different from the little book of big knowing. It is more of a way to access your intuition in an easy, gentle fashion. Kind of gets you in touch with that inner guru. I can't wait. Thank you. Thank you again. This has been so many takeaways. I just have notes scribbled everywhere. I get the luxury of listening back to this right away. Everyone else, uh, they'll hit it again and again, I'm sure. But one of the biggest ones, A, love the vibe tribe. Love the vibe tribe. But I love what now? That is, that is going to be, it's a game changer. That's going to be a game changer. Well, Absolutely. thank you again. Well, thank you for it it was you. such a pleasure meeting you. It was you. so and, much fun. And yes. I'm just loving, loving your wonderful words that start my day each and every day. And I, yes, I will continue to share them. So thank you everyone for listening. I know this was a good one. And yes, you're going to play this over and over again because there was so much to take in. I'd like to hear your comments. The website, www.joyfoundhere.com. You're going to find us on Apple, Spotify, iHeart, all of the podcast platforms. Please subscribe, rate, review. And until next time, do what I'm going to do. Stop a minute and just keep asking, what now? Be well. Thank you. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Joy Found Here podcast. If you've enjoyed what you've heard today, please share it with a friend. And of course, if you haven't already done so, subscribe, rate, and review the show on your favorite podcast player. Don't forget to head over to joyfoundhere.com for any questions, comments, and feedback. Until next week, keep your head up and your crown straight. You've got this.